You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. How many of you have jobs? Raise your hand. Thank you. How many of you have businesses? You. Thank you. How many of you don't have jobs or don't have businesses, but you work at home and that's a lot of work? Raise your hand. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Today I'm going to dive into the Word and I'll share something very important. I'll talk about, everybody say I'm listening. How God is interested in your work. Everybody say that with me. God is interested in my work. He is. He's not interested only in the fact that you go to church on Sunday, the fact that you read the Bible, or the fact that you, you know, you... No, it, it's not just that. He, he, he wants to be involved, not just on your Sunday. He wants to be involved from your Monday to your Saturday. Do, you, do, do I hear a loud amen? amen? He wants to be there. Ask me why. The first thing you're going to find out, we're going to go through Genesis. We're going to go from the very beginning and you'll find one thing. Ask me what? God Himself is a worker. Everybody say, God is a worker. He created the universe. Is that a lot of work? He created the entire universe. He's a worker. And then when He created man, He dirtied His hands. He got soil. He breathed into it and He created man. So God is a worker. But get this. Get this. He created us in His image and likeness. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. So, if God is a worker, what does that mean? Put your hand over your chest and say, I'm a worker. Are you listening to what I'm saying? At that moment, He elevated work. He elevated it. You work not just to put food on the table. You work not just to get your 15 and 30th. You work because it's your God identity. You know, when I say it, I get chills. You work because it's your calling. You work because it is your divine imprint. You work because you want to declare the glory of God. You work because that's who you are. God is a worker. You're a worker too. And and, and you need to be proud that you're a worker. I don't care what you're doing. Whether you are the president or the janitor, it does not matter. It's equal in the eyes of God. Ask me why. What makes it great is not the work, but the worker. Let me say that again. (laughs) What makes it beautiful, what what makes it glorious, is not the work that you do, but who does it? Who is doing it? The Imago Dei. You, the picture of God. Can you just touch somebody and say, you're the picture of God. If you want to know who God is, look at a human being. That's what the Bible says. And so, if you are great, then whatever work comes out of you, whether you're a cook, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're a chemist, whether you're a messenger, it does not matter. The work that comes out of you is the imago dei, the image of God, the picture of God, the reflection of God. Your work is the reflection of God. 
There's something else that you've got to find out. Because work is your God identity, when you do not work, something dies in you. A part of you dies. I think of my mom when I say that. My mom was already hitting her 80s. She, she was almost on that 80 line. When I noticed that she, she was working too hard. She didn't have a job. She was a housewife, but she worked so hard. She would volunteer, do this, do that. You know, at that time, the feast was only one. I mean, now we have 349. At that time, there was only one feast. And she was in charge of calling priests. Like, we need a priest, you know, she'd call. <laughs> and and she, she'd be the one. She, she was working for the book table, the book, book table ministry. And she'd be sure that there would be books there and... She, she would be there on the phone counseling people. Uh, what else would she? She'll be the one in charge of receiving the donations and, and she'll be accounting them. And she, I remember one time I went home, I visited her, and it was about 11 o'clock in the evening. And you know what I saw? My mom hunched down in the living room preparing the books my books, putting them in the bags because tomorrow there's going to be an event and, and it will be the book ministry. And, and I said, Mom, how old are you? You're ancient. Go, go to sleep. And, and she said, no, no, no. You know, they, 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 need, they need... Do you know, Bo, that, that when people read your books, their lives are changed. You know, that there has to be enough books tomorrow. And I said, Mom, if you keep on doing this, I'll stop writing books, you know? You, you, you go, go to sleep, you know? And it, it's, it's, but that's who she was. My sisters and I, we ganged up on her. We really did. We said, Mom, we're going to lessen your tasks. You know, you, you're, you're, you, you can't do this. You know, we were concerned about her health. But you know what? Years later, on hindsight, how many of you understand this? You're so intelligent on hindsight. <laughs> On hindsight, we, we realize, you know, we wonder actually, did we, did, were we right when we removed the tasks? You know what happened? Ask me what? She's, as we removed the tasks, and she was not anymore overworked, she began to weaken. Is this familiar with you? You've got old people at home? Uh, old auntie, old, old you know, Yes. You, you remove their work, what happens? They slow down and they weaken. Because work is so important to us. If, if you see yourself working, you know, maybe it is better that they, they get weaker and tired because of work rather than they weaken and they, and they get tired because they're not working. Are you listening? Tell somebody beside you, work is good. Work is so good. And my mom is a housewife. Are there any housewives in the room? Raise your hand. Be proud. Be proud. Well, housewives, can we give them a big hand? They're... There was this one person, this one housewife came up to me. Brother Bo, I'm just a housewife. And I said, oh! If there's one thing that you, there's one word that you do not join with the word housewife, it's the word just. Never, never a, a housewife, their work 
is one of the most difficult, the most challenging, the most incredible divine work you can ever do on planet Earth. I believe in that completely. And, and they have that anointing. In the book of Genesis, we're going to go through Genesis, and here's what we're going to find out. God created us for three things. How many? Number one, for labor. Say labor. Number two, leisure. Say leisure. Number three, love. Say love. God created us for labor, leisure, and love. Why? Number one, God created us for labor. Some people read Genesis and they say, Oh, look, when Adam and Eve fell, God cursed them with work. Nope. Nope. Before that, there was already work. But something happened to work. I'll explain that in a while. But before Adam and Eve fell, God gave Adam work. Let's read. May I? Book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15. Together. The Lord God took the man and put him in the what? Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Are there any people here who have gardens? I don't care how small, but do you have a garden? Raise your hand. Thank you. Now those of you who raised their hand, answer me. Is it a lot of work when you have a garden? How small is your garden? Adam had the Garden of Eden, and it was a lot of work. I've never had a garden, but there was this one day, I don't know what spirit possessed me, but in the market, I saw a potted plant, and I said, oh, it would be nice to put in the ledge on my window. I bought it. Big mistake. You know what? It was, I, I knew, I knew I was not a great, you know, gardener and, and no, no green thumb. But, but I said, I'll buy something that's like a low maintenance plant. I bought a cactus. <laughs> and I put it in the ledge. You know, why cactus? Just in case I forget to water it, it will survive, right? And that, that, that was in my mind. Like, it will survive. <laughs> it died. And I was telling myself, well, I was such a terrible gardener. You know what I mean? Why would a cactus die? I mean, I, I didn't... I, I, okay, I, I, I didn't water it for weeks. Um, but it was supposed to survive. But anyway, it died. And I, I was reading this and I was saying, Adam was given work before this fall. That, that therefore, work is good. It, it's actually something that you do. Can I ask a, a question? Do you enjoy your work? Even if it's difficult? And that's it. That's it. That, that you're touching on something divine, sacred, beautiful in you when, when you do that. So God created you for labor. Everybody say, God created me for labor. That when you work and you produce something beautiful, if you're a carpenter, if, if you are, if you are a, a, a cook, it, when you create something beautiful, guess what? You're declaring the beauty of God. That's what you do. I believe in that. When, are, are you an accountant? Accountants, raise your hand. Look, look at those people who are raising their hands. These are strange people. I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I'll tell you why I, I call you strange. Because when I look at a page 
with just numbers. I mean, just numbers. I get a nervous breakdown. Either, do I have some classmates here? You know, we can't handle it. We can't handle math. You know, just, just, oh gosh. But accountants look at a page with numbers the whole day. That's a gift. And if you, accountant, produce something excellent, guess what? You're declaring the excellence of God. That's what you do. If you're an engineer, if you're an architect, if you, you what? hey, if, if you are a, if, if you are a, if you are a call center agent, if you are a sales person, if you are a sales lady, if you, if you are, tr- if you treat your customer with kindness, with a smile, you know what you're doing? You're declaring the kindness of God. That, that, that's what you do. And I remember one time I was in traffic, and, and uh, you, you don't, we, we don't like traffic, right? And I, I just didn't like it. It's just it's there, it's waiting. And then the traffic enforcer, like, changed because of, I don't know, shift, or I don't know, a new guy comes in. And the new guy was smiling. From, from the moment he stood, he started smiling. And I said, oh. And then, he, he, he didn't, you know, when, when, when he didn't do this to, to make you stop. No, he did this. <laughs> he, he had some curves. And then little by little, he, he, he began, instead of, instead of doing this, you know, that's what the traffic and for. No, he did this. <laughs> and I just... And the, so he, he, he kind of like started slowly. And then after that, there was the MJ moves already. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm old, okay? Michael Jackson. Uh, he started moonwalking. And, and, you know, I was just looking around at the other drivers. They were, they were just smiling. And all of a sudden, that heavy atmosphere of, oh gosh, traffic. Everybody started smiling and we were happy. And they were looking at it. We didn't want to move anymore. There was more traffic, actually. You know, it was just, we were so entertained by the guy. Now, now, how many of you know this? You know, that guy was not giving 100%. He was giving 200%. He, it was passion. And passion is contagious. I'll tell you what happened. I went back to the office with passion. I also wanted to do 200%. Oh no, shalom. A Quran. You know, I, I really want to. And why? Because I saw someone. Can you be that person? In your office. I don't care what position you are in. Can you do it with passion? Can you declare the playfulness of God? That cop, he was declaring the playfulness of God. Can you do that? Can, can, can you tell people that, that your God is wonderful and happy and, and beautiful and passionate? Can you do that whatever you're doing? Because if you do, I believe this. Not only will you have fun, other people will have fun. And if you do it with excellence and passion, promotions will come. The money will come. I mean, believe in that. Have faith in that. I, I, I remember, uh, I remember this, this clerk, and he was the, it's like, it was like the first week in his job. You know, it's like, like the, he started at the bottom, but he already dressed up with a tie. And then people were kind of like, He's wearing a tie. manager? Everybody was not wearing a tie. Only the manager. But he wore a tie. But he did it with a smile. And, and, and you know, he, he was just a clerk. 
He was filing. You know why? He knew the ABC. A, B, C. But guess what? Just because of that tie, you know, he was recognized. And, and he would always try to do a little bit more than what was expected. Well, guess what? He became the manager. It, 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 took, it took a few years, but that, that sense of attitude that I'm, I'm here to make a difference. I, I love my work, and I pray right now for every one of you. We are His hands in this world. Can, in your job, in your company, you are God's hands right there. And whatever you produce is produced by the hands of God. God's fingerprints are all over your work. And you have to believe in that. You've got to... You, you, here, here's number two. Number one, God created you for what? Labor. Number two, God created you for leisure. Say leisure. God worked for six days and then He rested on the seventh day. And guess what? He says, you do the same. Now, this is what's mind-blowing. Everybody say, I'm listening. When you work, you do it because of your God identity. When you leisure, when you rest, you're also living up to your God identity. God rested. So should you. Now, there are people who don't want to rest. In fact, when they rest, they feel guilty. Are there people here who are like that? There are. There are. I want you to elbow somebody beside you and say, take a vacation. You need to learn to take a vacation. There are people who plan for their vacation when they retire. You know what? It's going to be too late. Believe me. I, I, I want you to take many vacations. How, how often? Once a week. I, I'm not kidding. You should have a few hours during the week where you rest. And then when you rest, I want you to imagine God smiling at you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? God smiles when you rest. Believe in that. Because you work to live. You don't live to work. Amen? I... Number three. Number one, God created you for labor. Number two, God created you for leisure. Number three, God created you to love. And the beautiful thing about this is that when God created Adam, He, he created Eve, and then He said to Adam before creating Eve, it is not good for man to be alone. We need love. God Himself is a family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You were born in a family, but when you were baptized, you were born into the family of God. What the devil wants to do is to separate labor, leisure from love. The purpose of labor is to love. You work for your family, yes or no? That, that, that's what keeps you up. You know? You're there because you wanna, I want to feed my family. But, but not just that. You want to love your customers. You want to love the boss. You want to love your, your office employees. It's all about love. You leisure also for love. 
You love yourself. That's why you, you want to rest because tomorrow's another day where you work. What the devil wants to do is separate labor, leisure from love. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, everything becomes distorted. Love becomes lust. Labor becomes lifeless. Even leisure becomes lack. Why? You could be binging on Netflix and playing your video games the whole day, and then at the end of the day you realize you were not rested. You were not restored. You were not refreshed. Hey, I'm not saying it's wrong to watch Netflix. I do that. All I'm saying is check if your leisure really gives you life. Are you listening? Can I invite you to stand up? Have you ever experienced this? Where you wake up in the morning already tired. You, do, do you experience that? You want to know why that happens? Ask me why. Because your body rested, but your mind did not. And why? Ask me why again. Because true rest comes from true trust. Unless you trust God for every worry in your heart, you will never know true rest. Today, I want you to see work not coming out of worry. A lot of people don't stop. They cannot stop working because they cannot stop worrying. It comes from worry. No, 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 no. Work because you love. Work because you want to declare the glory of God. But you work from, from trust. God, God's going to take care. He, he, he's going to take care of my fears. He's going to take care of my worries. He's going to take care of my future. I work not because of my worries. I work because I love and I trust. And that's what we're going to do today. I'm, I'm, when, before I sleep, you know what I do? Before I sleep, you want to know my prayer? So that my mind rests, not only my body. I say a short prayer. I'll flash it to you. Very simple. Lord, I thank you that while I rest, you're preparing my blessings for the next day. <laughs> I, I just... I want you to say that prayer and just surrender. Everybody says, why don't we do that right now? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Surrender. My dear friends, lift up your hands and surrender. And just say, Jesus, I surrender all my worries to you, all my problems to you. And because I trust you, my spirit can rest and be refreshed. I also give to you my work, my future. You are a worker and you made me a worker. And I will do it because I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.